Lock on transporters. Beam us up. Scotty. If everything goes according to plan, come beam us up. Captain, beam me up. Hello and welcome to Pop Me Up Scotty, a podcast where we rewatch all of Star Trek in chronological order. I am Andrea. I am Oshin. Today we're discussing Enterprise Season 2, Episode 21, The Breach. At Flux's request, Enterprise attempts to retrieve three scientists from the planet Santoras where all off-worlders must evacuate within three days. So I watched this episode and I don't take notes during the episode, as everybody knows by now. Mm-hmm. Um, but because, spoilers, the next episode, I did write notes. When I was writing notes for the second episode, I wrote some for... I mean, I wanted to write some for this one as well, to have something. And I only have one. I've already forgotten you by the time I'm writing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I watched them back to back. I stopped to make dinner and I went back to it. And like, what are your thoughts on The Breach? I think this was another episode where we could have had one episode dedicated to just one of the plot lines. And the other episodes could have fucked off and just not existed. Correct. I agree. Um obviously I would have liked a full episode of Trick Reed and Travis in the caves. That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> so entertaining. Oh my god, Disney I love those guys. A full length movie with an intermission in the way. Like yeah. yes. I do ha- I do have notes on both of those plot lines. Uh the caves and Fox. Which one do you want to tackle first? Let's do the caves. Okay. I think it's the the lighter one. Okay, so here's what I have to say about the caves. So we start off with Travis telling us that there's 50 kilometers of caves. And he sounds very impressed. And indeed, for, for a cave, that is fucking huge. That, that's pretty big. It is. Okay. But then we hear learn that the, the Noblians have been down there for six months. Now, as we've discussed before, my knowledge of distance, my our is not our knowledge of distance, our we're not the best as uh, no, distance. we're not the best at evaluating distances. <laughs> no. Okay, so you've been to Ireland, yeah, and you know that you know Dublin, yeah, and you know that I lived outside of Dublin, about maybe a half hour, forty minute drive away from Dublin. That's about thirty five kilometers from Dublin. Okay. So I pushed pushed it a bit further out. I pushed the pin a bit further out on the map. And I got to 50 kilometers. And Google Maps told me that would have taken me 12 hours to walk 50 kilometers to Dublin. Okay. What have they been doing for six months? Did they make the tunnels or did they find the tunnels? They're mapping the tunnels. So the tunnels were there. Yeah. They're mapping them. And they've mapped 50 kilometers. In six months. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Like, I get they're stopping off to do geological research. 
how long are they taking picking up rocks? And I get that caves, obviously, it's not going to be a straight walk. There's going to be climbing, descending. I still feel like there's a lot of idle time there. Yeah. Maybe they were fucking. They're denovulants. <laughs> Here's the other thing that I had about the tunnels. Archer says, oh, we, we need someone with caving experience. And my first thought was, are they talking about Travis, who are one encounter with his caving experience is falling and breaking his arm on Risa? Oh, right. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't recall any other caving experience from Travis. Well, you don't know. You weren't there because they didn't show us. Maybe. But I'm just saying, the two encounters we've now had with Travis's caving, he has fallen and broken something. <laughs> so I don't think he's as good as they think. Yeah. I would have thought that they mean caving outside of, like, before Enterprise. Yeah. But he grew up on a freighter, Andrea? Yeah. <laughs> you grew up in space and you were experienced in caving systems? Yeah. Just... Wouldn't it have been, call me crazy here, Butler? You're crazy. <laughs> yes. Butler <laughs> is a scientist. An exobiologist? No. Yeah. Endo? Endo, endo, whatever. Endo, a biologist. Close. Yeah. Isn't she more prepared to be outside in nature than a pilot? Yeah, probably. Like, they have scientists on board. Yeah. Give me Nakokovich! <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have other notes on the caves. I have too many notes on the caves. Way more than you do. You have none, so that's yeah. not hard. They're caves. Just get over them quickly. Archer specifically tells Trip. If you haven't found them after a day and a half, come back. Yes. When they arrive, Trip says, we've been down here for two days. Yes. When they find the, the Noblians, they, he says, it's taken us two days to find you. Just go back. You should have gone back. Yeah. And still, they made it with just, what, two hours late? This is it as well. So somehow, it took them two days to reach the Noblians with just the three of them. Two of them half for half the journey. And somehow, they made it back with three extra people, Travis with a broken leg, a lot of materials, a bunch of rocks, yeah, <laughs> in two hours. And we all know that up is harder than down. Yes. So I'm up calling is bullshit. Always harder. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> you are so correct. <laughs> yeah, it is always harder. Always harder. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, science fiction. We keep coming back to this. It's science fiction. So obviously, up is not harder in Starfleet. Okay. Sure. I was very annoyed with the the Noblians. I would have just left them. If they want to stay, fine. Fuck them. I'll, we'll just go. Yeah, I would have been like, I'm already late on schedule. You don't want to come? Bye. <laughs> they're they're literally bombing the caves. Do you hear that? <laughs> you want to you wanna stay down here? Also, it doesn't make sense. Because if you've spent six months doing any work, if you've worked on something for six months, and there is a chance that you're going to get killed 
with every information that you've collected, every piece of information that you've collected in the last six months and all the work, wouldn't you want to get out to yeah so for so that work isn't gone? Yeah. The other note then I had on the case was that when when they all fell, I mean I, I was joking about Travis breaking his leg. I mean he broke his leg to save everyone, so fair play, Travis. Yeah. I did notice that Reed was like hanging. He was the bottom one. And I did think they missed an opportunity for him to offer to sacrifice himself again. <laughs> Who was the bottom one? He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reed was on the bottom and, and Triff was on top, Andrea. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were you going agree, down. You agree with a lot of people in the fandom that he was on the bottom and Triff was on the top. Yeah. Anyway, is that all with the, with the capes? No. I, one, did you, <laughs> no. Did, no. We're not nearly done with the games, Andrea. <laughs> did you see any lava tubes? Silly of you to believe that. What? Did you see any lava tubes? No. Yeah, Trip was like, oh, we encountered lava tubes. And I was like, no, you didn't. I would have remembered. Again, you weren't there because they didn't show it. <laughs> that would have been interesting if they'd shown us yeah. lava tubes. They just, they have no plan. Do they ever? Their plan is literally to go into these caves and wander around aimlessly until they find these people. That's enough, isn't it? And they've sent their chief engineer and, and their chief tactical, security officer. Yeah, tactical officer. And their best and the pilot. pilot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. Like, I think T'Pol and Cutler yeah. and Nakokovic would have been better suited because they're scientists. So, yeah. Like, I wouldn't have sent T'Pol because she's the first officer, but I would have Obviously, someone from the bridge has to go because it's a Star Trek episode. So, if anyone from the bridge had to go, I would. Well, Trip is not from the bridge technically, but you know what I mean. Main yeah. crew, anyone from the main crew had to go to Paul. She's the scientist. Also, she's an alien species, like the Denobulans. Also, scientist, fucking scientist, bro. And I bet she wouldn't have broken her leg. No. Final thing on the cave specifically. Mm. is how much would they have to pay you to go into those caves and go down that huge shaft? Um, I was thinking horny things again. Um, you mean going down huge shafts? Yeah. <laughs> um, How much money to go down a big shaft? <laughs> <laughs> and back up again. Bro, <laughs> back up again. I just up and down the shaft. To go down a cave, would I go with anybody to save my life and break their leg to save my life? Or would I just me? You'd have Reed. There's no money in this planet. <laughs> okay, you've trip. You're going down a shaft with trip. If it's trip's shaft is another thing, but a trip a, a shaft with trip? He's not prepared. Okay. I would die on that cave. He would. We would have died on that cave. He would have died if it wasn't for fucking Travis. I cannot trust him. If what my eyes have seen. Well, it was it was Reed's fault. Obviously, that bitch. Yeah. No, but like, if I went with someone that I knew could get around, like not a an expert. Because obviously, I would go down with an expert. Like, it's an experience. Like, you did the, I don't know, 
how it's called in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. I would I, I would do that. That seems fun, like a one in a lifetime experience. If I could choose to pull, then I think a million is fine. A million, okay. I mean, it's a lot, but it's not like it's not a a, a billion. Yeah. I think a million is fine. It would sort me out for life. I admire you. Not your... for life, but... Yeah, I was going to say, I admire <laughs> your optimism there, that you think a million could sort you for life in this day and age. I wish. Anyway, more more about uh, caves? No, just I mean, it's not about the cave, but it's just about that plot line. Is that at the end of the episode, they're shooting at the caves, and Archer is on the comms to the governor, and they target... The guns they're using to shoot the caves, and that's that's just bullshit. That that should not have worked, because Archer is one starship with less than a hundred crew. What is the governor concerned about? Oh, they're gonna shoot like one gun, and then they're gonna send a sh- fucking shit ton of starships up to blow up Enterprise. Yeah, it was the worst bluff in history. No, was it a bluff? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You never know with Archer. You never know with Archer. So true. So, that's all my notes on the cave storyline. Thank fuck. So, what did you think of the block storyline? I think it's an important discussion. Because for the first time, I think, I've decided that this is a tour. Obviously, we're at 25 minutes and you just finished talking about caves. This is pre-editing, though. And we've talked shit. So, yeah, it's not not going to be 25 minutes in the final cut. But it could be an episode that we dedicate... And a full episode too. But at the same time, is it? Because the point of this episode, the points are the caves are shit. And the other point is racism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which is not to say it's not important to dedicate an episode to racism. As we've previously discussed on this same podcast. Which they didn't do here. Yeah. Which they didn't dedicate a full episode to racism. Which I think again, would have benefited the episode a lot more. Give us all the context for this interspecies hatred. I don't know. Again, this season of Enterprise, when I watched it, I don't think I hated it this much. I don't think, honestly, I don't think I hated it this much. But now that we are analyzing it, Oh no. I feel so bad. (laughs) Nah, nah, it's good. Like, I will forget and I'll watch it again and I'll like it. That's how it works. Yeah, when you're watching it for fun on your fifth time. (laughs) Exactly. But, like, I think, why do they keep doing this? Why do they keep bringing up a serious topic and then mixing it up with silly, goofy things? I don't understand. Why are you doing it? It doesn't make sense. I don't think even from, a, oh, this is too serious a topic. Because then, then we have the next episode, which I think is very serious. And it's just one one thing. But I, I think the difference is that I don't think they consider the next episode important. Because it's the times. And it aged poorly. Very poorly. Yeah, and we'll get to that. Yeah. I just think it's weird because they had the opportunity to tie the flock storyline into the cave storyline in a way because mm-hmm. the whole reason that they're going down to the caves to rescue these people 
is because there's been a military coup on the planet and they're kicking off all foreign aliens. Yeah. So you have this alien, this Antaran, who's being kicked off the planet because they're an alien, being discriminated against, and then he's then discriminating against flocks, and we can discuss whether he's yeah, right that's or wrong justified. or has reason to do so. Yeah. But they didn't tie those things together. They didn't make that connection. And I don't Until, know why. I mean, the other very, very end is like, can you bring them home? But I get this episode could have been so much better if they didn't do what they did. Which is what we'd say in every fucking episode. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I Basically, agree. Basically, we should just remake Star Trek Enterprise. You and I. If I had the budget... <laughs> Like if 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 they gave me creative freedom to redo this, I think I speak for everybody. Just redo it. Anyway, so besides them not joining the points and the plot lines, what do you think about the racism? <laughs> What's your opinion on racism? Racism good, racism bad. Um, I mean, obviously bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good. Let's just get that out in the open on record. Racism equals bad. And <laughs> um, I, I found it interesting as someone who comes from a country that has a long-standing grudge against another country for mm-hmm. reasons that we don't need to get into. <laughs> Fucking British colonialism. <laughs> um, but yeah, I found it interesting. I think I would have liked a bit more depth on that. A bit more mm-hmm. exploration on what the actual conflict was or how it started. That's what I said. More background, please. Because then we can actually side with characters. I was going to say at the same quote, time. Unquote. Yeah, at the same time, it is nice that it's ambiguous in a way. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that the Denobians were the Denobians were the Brits in this scenario. Yeah. But I would have definitely liked a bit more. Because even though it was clear that the Denoblians were were the bad guys, are you saying Denoblians? Isn't the Nobulans? Denoblians, Nobulans, the Nobulans, no? The Nobulans. The Nobulans. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it was pretty clear that they were the bad guys, but at the same time, or maybe not at the same time, I I would have liked to know what, if anything, instigated the. Denoblian or Denoblian actions. Now, maybe it was just pure racism and they just wanted another planet, but I would have liked that clarified. Or was there some sort of conflict that began it all? Yeah. Like, were the Antarans completely innocent victims? Or, or did they have a role to play? Was it two-sided or was it as one-sided as they indicated? Yeah. Which, by what is said on the episode, or given to us, I would assume it was one-sided. Well, I would as well, because obviously it's mentioned that the Flox's people... <laughs> um, the Nobulans! ...killed like 20 million on Tarans. But at the same time, Flox mentions that, yeah, he was raised with stories about the Antarans and he did have nightmares about them. But what were those nightmares based on? But I'm pretty sure if you went a few decades back, British people would have been told that Irish people were going to come into the houses and plant bombs. Yeah, absolutely. But again, it's not right that they they were told that, because it is racism and stereotyping. 
but that is based on something that happened. Right, but... What were Flox's, the Flox's stories of Antarans and his nightmares about Antarans, what was that based on? We were not really given any indication on that. Well, I don't know enough about Irish history, so I'm going to ask the Irishman on the ro- in the room. I know that Ireland was obviously under the UK's empire for a long time, but what I don't know if it if it was Ireland first and then it got conquered or how how it happened. Well, yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't a state of Ireland. It was the island of Ireland. There was lots of different clans and chiefs yeah. in Ireland. There was no united kind of okay. king or anything. And but what I mean, okay, so what I mean is it wasn't like it had always been part of No. Oh the no, UK. absolutely not. And no. at some point when the UK is expanding, it went on onto the next island next to it. Yeah. And conquered you guys. And then some part a hundred years ago got freed from the empire of the UK and uh y'all made the Republic of Ireland. So would you say that the conflict between Ireland and the UK was one-sided or two-sided? Because in my uneducated point of view, it's one-sided. The UK went onto your land. And anything that happens after that is self-defense, which can also be applied to another actual conflict nowadays, but we're not going to mention it. So in the case of Flux and the other guy, if the Denobulans went onto a planet, Whatever the reason may be, if the Antarans had gone to the Denobulan planet first and kicked their ass, and then the Denobulans were coming back to reprimand them, unless that's the case, anything that the Antarans did to cause those nightmares was justified. Because why are you coming to my planet? So that's why I think it was one-sided. I I really think that the Denobulans were, were expanding, and they got to the planet and they wanted the planet and they attacked the planet. That's how colonialism works and that is it. So in that case, every story that Flux and his generation were fed about the Antarans was just fear-mongering. So the racism was kept alive, which is what has been done on Earth forever. <laughs> yep. In Ireland, in the UK... Everywhere. Like, if you have one one enemy, you're going to feed the children scary story about that enemy. And that's why, as a Spanish person, I don't get offended when someone says that I'm a colonizer, even though I'm not a colonizer because I've never colonized anything. But my ancestry is like, yeah, if I ever go to Latin America and I meet a native person there and they are like, oh, you're bad, I would be like, your point of view is justified because, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to be offended if they tell me, oh, they told me scary stories about you. Obviously, it would be shocking if I heard it now, currently, from people in my country going there because it's not happening anymore. But if they told me, oh, we have like legends of Spanish people coming and raping people. Yeah, 100%. And I'm not, I'm not being offended by that. So I don't think Flux should be offended. I think he's wrong. You should realize that the stories that they fed you were brainwashing. And that's why you're trying to break the cycle with your kids. Because they're not right. It's not right to feed your kids stereotypes of people that you've never met. Bad stereotypes of people that you've never met. And then also 
hold a grudge against the person that is scared of you? Mm, no. I agree with you to a certain point, but at the same time, where I think the Antaran in this episode is obviously, we're assuming or speculating that it's fair that they have this long-held grudge against the Denobulans. To take it to the extreme where you don't allow a Denobulan doctor to save your life. I mean... The point I took from this episode is that they're both wrong to hold these... Grudges. They're both racists. It's not just flocks. They're both um, racists. And they both have to overcome it. And whilst the Antarans are the victims of a colonizer, again, we're speculating, to hold it that far is, is ridiculous. Like, you know, I'm Irish. I obviously hold a grudge against the Brits. But I also now live in England. I work in England. I have lots of England friends because even though England is a colonizer and they colonized Ireland and the English people here have a lot to be educated on in terms of their history, they didn't do it. Right. And it would be ridiculous for me to hold each individual English person accountable for the actions of their country. Right. And I, I agree. I agree to a certain point, but I do disagree that they're both races. I disagree in the same way that I don't think that a black person can be racist towards a white person. I, no, I think... I, I don't think, like, you can be racist, yeah, but a black person can not like white people. And that's fair, and that is racism, but it doesn't come from the same point, which is why I think it's important for the context to be there, the racism is not the same because it doesn't come from the same thing. So if I hate men because men oppress me, am I oppressing men? No. My hatred is not institutionalized. So our hatred is not the same. So in this case, Flox's racism is institutionalized because all the Denovulan society hates this society and attack this society and hurt this society. And this other society, the Antarans, hate them back. But it's not institutionalized. Like, it's not... Obviously, they're different planets, so probably it is institutionalized. But it comes from a different point. It's a reaction and not an action. So it's not the same thing. And I think holding grudges against people that have oppressed you is a normal reaction. That is normal. And I don't want to take importance from it because at the end of the day there are how many million uh, Andorans were killed? I think he said 20. That's a lot of, like that's a genocide. That's a genocide. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's the same thing. Like if Jewish people were like, we don't like Germans. I don't think that's racism. I think, uh, yeah. Or we don't like Europeans because at the end of the day it happened in Europe. It wasn't just Germans. I would be like, fair. Like, I cannot... If a, a Latin American person says, I don't like Spanish people, I don't think that's racism. Now, I think black people and American uh, African Americans or black Americans can be racist towards another minority, and that would be the same because they're not institutionalized. So I think a black person being racist towards a Chinese person, that racism is the same as... a white person towards a black person or a Chinese person because they're minorities and it's not like a systematic problem. 
But I don't think rebelling against the system, I don't think is the same thing as the system oppressing you. I, I Yeah, I completely see where you're coming from. And I think this, this episode, actually thinking about it, kind of provides us with the perfect analogy for that because the Antaran racism takes the form of I'm not going to let you save my life and it's only him that's affected by that whereas if it had been the other way around and Fox had said I'm not treating exactly. him because he's Antaran that's completely different yeah and we've seen this in shows the first one that comes to mind is Grey's Anatomy because there was a black doctor Dr. Bailey I want to say and she gets a Nazi <laughs> A neo-Nazi guy with a swastika on his chest. So he she sees it and he's like, I don't want you to treat me. And it, yeah, that would be different. She's willing to treat him. Not happy to treat him, but she's willing to treat him because that's her, her job. But he doesn't want the treatment. And the person dying is the oppressor there. So I think you have the right to refuse treatment for whatever fucking reason. So... Okay, but let's... Let's take that example and let's flip it in the way that this episode doesn't. So let's just say hypothetically, Dr. Bailey had refused to treat the the neo-Nazi, the racist neo-Nazi. I mean, that's still wrong. That's racist. Like, I can understand she's right to hold a grudge and she's right to disagree with his ideals. I think that would have been wrong morally, but I don't think it would have been racism. Well, maybe not racism because she's she's doing it because of ideals, not because of its race. But yeah. The same way that I'm not... I don't like it when doctors use religion to get out of surgeries or whatever. When women get told, I cannot tie your tubes because of my religion conviction, is like, well, I'm not asking for your religion. This is a procedure. This is a medical thing. And I think it's equally as wrong. Why are you putting God in the way of my <laughs> my ovaries? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. So I think that would have been wrong in a moral way. If a white doctor refuses to treat a black person, that is racism and also morally wrong because you're a doctor. Don't get into a medical position if you're racist. Call me crazy. So let's turn the leaf then. Close that topic. Racism is bad. Um, (laughs) No, that leads into one of my questions when you brought in ideals and religion. In this episode, is Archer right or how do you feel when Archer ordered blocks to treat the entire without the entire consent no i don't think mm, you should never treat anybody without their consent <laughs> um Jehovah's witnesses they don't do blood transfusions and they don't do a lot of medical things because of their re- religious belief i think it would be wrong if a doctor gave them a blood infusion because they are not agreeing to it like if they agreed to it if they realized fuck my faith is wrong i want to leave whatever if they gave consent then sure but if they're not agreeing they have the right to kill themselves right <laughs> so yeah no i i completely agree no i completely agree i mean i was thinking when i first saw it, I was like oh, okay i mean obviously it's good intention he's trying to save the entire life but obviously it sets a very dangerous precedent yeah and it then means that somebody with religious ideals can also apply treatment or deny treatment without the patient's consent. I think patient's consent is the most important part and doctors' opinions, personal opinions, obviously not medical opinions, personal opinions don't fucking matter. 
Like I don't I, I don't go to the doctor to hear your opinion. I want your medical opinion and I want your medical expertise. I don't give two shits. If you think I will regret this, I don't need it. It's too much. It's too little. I don't care. Do what I'm asking you to do. And if it's wrong and if it fucks up, it's my fault, right? Like you have my consent written down that I wanted this done. It doesn't matter what you think. I'm not asking you for your opinion. Okay. Unless it's something medically. Like, if I don't have cancer and I'm asking for chemotherapy and the doctor says no because you don't have cancer and it will fuck you up, <laughs> then yes. But if I have cancer and I go to a doctor and he's like, no, actually, let's try this homeopathic way. I'm like, no, give me fucking chemo. Or alternative, if someone says they don't want chemo and they want to have homeopathy, you can't force exactly. chemo. Exactly. You can kill yourself the way you want. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's interesting that we're kind of in agreement, but I do think the entire, whilst I completely, un and again, this is speculation because the episode does not go into what the conflict was. We're assuming the entire is the victim and more so the victim. I do think he is also being just as racist in a way. Again, they can be racist. I think we have to make a difference that it's not the same kind of racism. And it comes from different places. I get, I get what you're saying. And like, there's a part of me that knows you're right and agrees with you. But also I'm like, is it really right to say that some racism is better than others? I'm not saying it's better. I'm saying it's not different. better. Sorry, not better. Not better. I'm saying the origin is different. Is it right to say that some racism is is right or more correct or I don't? Well, I'm not saying right. that. I'm not saying that he's right. I'm saying that it's different. That it's not the same. It's different racism. I think the origin of the racism is very important. Yeah. No, no, I agree with you there. Like, no, I, agree I with understand you there. why you hold a grudge against the English. I would not understand an English holding a grudge against Irish people. It's different. <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. Because it comes from a different... Like, I'm not saying that you being racist is good. I'm saying I understand the reasoning why you're racist. If I said, well, Mexican people are just Spanish wannabes, you would be like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> yeah. Because... I've, not me personally, my country and my ancestry has killed millions. I don't know the numbers, but mi I, millions of Latin, native Latin people, like Latin America, South, South America. I don't know how to say it because we named it. So it's not even fucking indigenous people over there. We've killed millions of them. So it's not fair for me to be like, oh, you're being racist. Well, yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> Yes, I am. <laughs> and I get you. And I would agree, as I said, that I do think, as well as I have, I understand my grudge towards the English. I completely understand any indigenous people's grudge towards their colonizers. But as I said, I just think it, it is wrong to take it to the point where you are discriminating against them all because of actions. Yeah, but of necessary it is wrong, but I understand. No, I, so you, I don't. I don't. So understand you don't that. understand. I understand having a okay, grudge okay, against okay, them. Okay, okay. I have one question for you, and then we can move past this. If you don't have any okay. more notes, do you understand why I hate men? Yeah, that's the fucking same thing. 
No, it's not because yes, it is. No, no, because what the end? No, because let's say you're. Let's say it's this episode is about you and men. Okay, <laughs> my episode. This would be like you saying, "I'm refusing treatment from all male doctors." I'm not interacting with men at all. That is what the entire is doing in this episode. But I kind of do, though. I asked for female doctors. I asked for female gynecologists. I've asked for female psychiatrists. Yeah. I asked I for female that, but... doctors and nurses. I do ask for them because I don't want a man touching me. And I get that. But if your life was on the line and the only option was a male doctor, you would not say no. Well, it depends. Really? Yeah. It would depend on the man. I just don't get that. If I see you, well, obviously I'm biased because I know you, but like, if I, if my doctor looks like Andrew Tate, I am dying, bitch. I'm not doing it. Mm -mm. But like, that's it's specific, at the end of the day, specific person, right? Like you're saying, if this man looked like this specific but other man, but in this episode, is one person. In this episode. This guy is looking at flocks and he's deciding. If if they had said, because this fucking ship only has one doctor, apparently, but if they had said, okay, we have a human doctor, we'll just bring him over. Yeah, but if it was a man that you had no idea about, you'd never met him, you knew nothing about his history, you're not going to say no just because he's a man. I trust my gut. And if my gut said no, I said no. It's very unlikely that I would do that, but I don't see myself denying it 100%. So do you think in this episode, do you think the Antaran is... Because for me, I read it as the Antaran is just refusing treatment purely because it's a Denoblian. Do you think there's an element of good instinct in that he doesn't no. trust flocks? I don't think they went that far in this episode. Like, I think so it's you don't just... think it's a case where he doesn't trust Flox and thinks Flox is going to kill him anyway or just going to do something to him. It's purely down to the fact that he's a Tenobly. In this case, in this episode, yeah. But also, I mean, it's a fake show. In my experience, my intuition has saved me from bad things happening. So I trust my intuition. And you're putting me in a very weird position like, you have this thing that is going to kill you and just one person can save you. Like, that's not going to happen. It's very unlikely that just one person... Like, if I'm already being looked at by a doctor, it's very likely that there will be other doctors around to save me. So, even if they're men, I don't like you. Can you get me another doctor? And it would probably be fine. So, it's like a very niche situation that you're putting me into. It's the niche situation that this right. episode as well. But in real life, that won't happen. Yeah. I'm not on a spaceship with just one doctor that happens to be a very creepy man. And I've said in this podcast, I like Flux, and I think I would trust him if I met him, even though he's a man. So in my experience, it's a one-by-one uh, -one basis, right? Like, I, I trust you, and I trust you, and I don't trust you, and I don't trust you. So I... Trust people. I trust men sometimes. Sometimes. So yeah, I think it's a very niche scenario that you've introduced me into. Like, just this one man can save you. It would depend on the man. But again, yeah, that's a different... It's a different scenario. Because obviously, if this was a case where the entire had walked in to a clinic and was just asking for, like, cold treatment, and the only thing was flock, you would understand him, though, I don't want that. I don't want blocks treatment. Thanks very much. 
Okay, so do you want to go on to the awards or do you have more notes? How is how is how is he the first on Tyrant to see a Denobulan in six generations? Like that that doesn't make sense to me. Sorry, no. You've got space travel, interplanetary. I don't care if you don't go to each other's planets. There's no way you can avoid. There's no way. That's not possible. Agreed. Unless Ontarians have just not left, he's the first Ontarian to leave his planet, which is doubtful. Doesn't make sense. Uh, the other, the other thing just that I wanted to note that I liked about the episode is that I liked that it was to Paul's turn to to teach Vlox a lesson. Hmm, that is correct. I like that. So was to Paul right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. We haven't done it in a while. We haven't had the reason to do it in a, in a while. So, onto the words. Spin-off of, of a character. I mean, I... I, I, I mm, no. Let's do a spin-off of the caves. Not anybody on the... Like, just the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think there's any spin-off material here. No, no, I don't think so. Uh, is there a horny moment other than the shaft? <laughs> no, I don't think that. Anyway. And I think that's only horny to us because we're fucking mentally ill. Yeah. Do you have a line on the t-shirt? Do I have a line on the t-shirt? No. Will this be a contender for best or worst episode? No. I think it's meh. Yeah, it's fine. It's If it had just been caves, yes. But... <laughs> and is this an episode that you would recommend to a new person? I don't think no. so. If it had is just that... been... <laughs> if it <was> your caves. <laughs> yeah. Do you like uh, geology by any chance? Just watch this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so that was the quickest awards we've ever given. I think so. Yeah. So thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed and we'll be back next week with the next episode, which will be Congenitor. Because there's, it's yeah. a wonder, guys. It's a wonder. It's a wonder. Get ready, hold on to your panties. You can follow us on Twitter, Blue Sky, TikTok, and Instagram at potmeupscotty and email us at potmeupscotty at gmail.com. Goodbye! Bye! Scotty, come in. Ready to be my... Beam was up home.